welcome to your weekly episode of Feed, Slay, Love. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Feed, Slay, Love is a podcast for busy moms who are everything for everyone. So if that's you and you ever wondered whether there's more to life, then you're in the right place. Let's dig right in. Learning something new as an adult can be daunting and make you feel like you're starting small and getting so little progress. No wonder, you know, us adults, we have so much more on our plate. You know, being a grown-up, you juggle all the things like family, work, home, chores, friends. And we just don't learn like we did as a child anymore. Like we can't really immerse ourselves into this new hobby, like a new sport or instrument or language. And, you know, not minding to fail or restart as much as we, you know, used to. Um, in this podcast episode, I want to give you my tried and tested three approaches to still succeed, though. If you want to learn something new, if you're thinking about starting that new sport, getting into that new hobby of yours, that new passion, that new language, whatever it is, an instrument, anything you always wanted to learn, I hope this podcast will really inspire you to go for it and to succeed. So, you know, whether it is dance class, new sport, language, instrument, computer skills, you know, whatever it is you have in mind to learn. Do you also feel that slight feeling of embarrassment? Like, why bother, you know? Why should I start? Like, why now? You know, what if I look stupid? Or what if I can't do it? We have these little doubts creep in. And they keep us from doing something that we're actually interested in and passionate about and that could add so much to our life, so much beauty or, you know, it's such a valuable recharge and me time to actually have a hobby. And many adults just don't have that anymore. So, you know, we need to get back to following our interests, following our passion and get those annoying doubts out of the way. So let's do it. Let's start with the positive. Isn't it a beautiful feeling to discover a new passion or interest as an adult? And just the thought of doing something you always wanted to do or dive into and make it a real hobby, you know, a real skill, a proper me time. But sadly, as adults, as I said, you know, we have those doubts creep in. We get discouraged quickly. Um, and it is because, I mean... We have a lot of experience as well. We have tried new things and we have failed in the past. So, you know, we put that pressure on ourselves and now we are maybe, you know, successful in our careers or have that family and it would just feel very out of character if we fail on some at something, you know, if we're not good at something. So we do the things, you know, we build up on our strengths. We do the things we are good at and less of the things that, you know, we might need to put in some learning to get good at. So things like I'm not making any progress, I'm no good, I feel stupid, you know, 
their normal doubts, their normal feelings to arise. And then, you know, that comes with those excuses like, well, I don't actually also have that time, you know. I don't actually have the time to put in and actually become better. You know, if I actually had the time, I would be better, you know. Or I don't think I fit in with that crowd, you know. Or I'm too old for this, like blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you are familiar with those kind of excuses that we give ourselves. But I want to remind you that we don't seem to be remembering that progress was slow too when we were kids. We, you know, it just felt more natural back then to repeat and fail and start again, you know. It felt like it's just what everyone is doing, right? Everyone around us was learning something new. Everyone was practicing something. Everyone was doing, you know, like a sport or an instrument or language. But now that we're adults... It just doesn't come by so easily anymore. And learning something new, starting from scratch at whatever it is, is not so common anymore. I mean, I guess, you know, I'd call that a comfort zone. And anything that makes us uneasy and embarrassed or makes us doubt ourselves and pushes us out of that comfort zone is just a weird feeling and we try to avoid it, right? It's completely human and normal and natural. Um, but I think what really adds to the problem here is that we often surround ourselves with people who are like-minded. And that's not a problem as such. Obviously, in everyday life, that's absolutely normal and natural. But, but it works in a different way when we set out to deviate from the normal route, from that comfort zone or from that group of friends we surround ourselves with. You know... The people we surround ourselves with the most are our colleagues, maybe friends from university, neighbors, family. So we have something in common with them. Education, careers, you know, houses, addresses and, uh, uh, you know, bloodlines. Um, but somewhat that also means we have some sort of identity or status to keep up with them because there's a certain expectation, unspoken kind of um, thoughts and judgments. And, you know, if then suddenly someone breaks out and says, you know, even any change, right? If someone suddenly gets divorced in your group of friends, then that person might feel like an outcast suddenly. And it's, a, it's similar, I mean, it's not the same, but it's probably similar, I would say, with if someone suddenly says, well, you know, I can't come to those, I don't know, weekly meetups, or I don't have time on Wednesday afternoons or Friday evenings or whatever, because I'm actually, you know, pursuing a new hobby. You know, people might feel like a bit uneasy because they're reminded that they don't have a hobby. You know, it, it's just how humans work. So starting small with something new, you know, that nobody really can relate to um, or, you know, we don't really have people around us who have that same passion or interest, um, that might feel scary, you know, to break out from the crowd a little bit. And in addition, I would say, you know, people love their comfort zones, right? Um, there are always people who like staying in the comfort zone and who you know, don't want to change. And there are always people who are more likely to want to learn and lean towards growth. And since you're here, I guess, you know, you're listening to this podcast. So I'm daring to assume that you are the latter group, like the learning and growing kind of person, a person with a growth mindset, 
rather than a stagnant mindset. And funny little side story, um, research actually suggests that in a relationship or in a marriage, there's always one of each, like not always, but like often there's one of each. So that's why there's so much kind of um, push and pull, right? Between you and your partner, maybe because one of you is the like comfort zone, happy with who they are, what they do and might not, you know, really support your ambitions. And then you might be the one who's like, but I want to learn something new. I want to meet new people. I want to do this. And it doesn't mean you don't want to have that relationship. You know, it just means understanding each other um, is really crucial and understanding the human emotion. And people are just one way or another and, and they can change if they want to, obviously. But but it's just sometimes how we feel most comfortable, right? And, and it's about gaining that awareness, not judging, not changing someone else, but like really just being aware like, oh, my partner might not support me or might find it weird that I want to learn Spanish suddenly. But it's maybe because they wouldn't dare to do that. They don't want to learn another language, you know. So that's absolutely okay. And, and it might not mean that they don't want to support you. It might just means that they can't relate to it. So once we start something new though, um, we do lack that external support quite often. But also, we might feel a little bit watched, we might feel a little embarrassed, so that internal kind of doubt is also there. So external support might not be there, internal kind of like feeling strongly about it and really going for it and having the confidence for it might also not quite be there. So we're afraid to start small and we're afraid to be seen starting small. We're established in our lives. We have that family, that career, you know, um, that house, or like whatever, you know, all these external things. And then suddenly we're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, speaking to, to women and motivating them, you know, to gain more confidence in their life and do more for themselves. Like, you know, that's my business. It's awkward how people sometimes react if you say you have this passion and you're pursuing it. And that goes for, for anything we start that is maybe a little bit, you know, unexpected. So speaking from my own experience, there are few things that I can recommend to overcome the fear of starting small and still succeed. And, you know, I've not only, you know, started that business um, and you know learned how to build websites or run social media and build and create my own podcast you know that type of stuff I've also as an adult learned Spanish went to evening school after work to do Spanish I've also learned the piano and had classical exams so you know it is possible but um, <laughs> I think it really helps if you have a little bit of awareness around what to do, what to watch out for. And and I'm here to give you that support. If you don't have it from anywhere else, I'm here to give you that cheerleading support and tell you, you know, follow your passion and learn that new thing. Here are three things I can help you with to give you some guidance. Okay, let's dive in. First, I suggest really strongly to join a community of newbies whether it's in person or virtually you know this doesn't mean you not you're not you know spending time with your real life friends anymore or with your partner or whatever this just means that social support is really underestimated but we are social beings and we need that encouragement whether we like it or not and if your friends or family or your partner 
you know, don't want to join your hobby or aren't interested in it, then that's absolutely okay. That's their choice. It doesn't mean it's a wrong choice for you. And you can find other like-minded people who are newbies too and cheer each other on or learn from each other's mistakes, you know, answer each other's questions, be there for each other and, and have that kind of community spirit about it and someone you can reach out to if you're stuck somewhere. Um, so there are virtual communities on pretty much anything. There are groups on Facebook you can join. Um, when you buy an online course on something, for example, in the past, I've done a blogger bootcamp um, to learn about blogging. And, and the course came with access to a private virtual Facebook community to just keep each other on track, keep each other you know, supported and that kind of stuff. And that really helped to stay on the ball and... And just see, oh yeah, other people are struggling too or, or support someone with something you might know, you know. Um, and that really gives you that boost. So a community reminds you that you're not the only one having those starter problems, questions, challenges, but that everyone has them. And that keeps you going, you know. And, and it also keeps your self-esteem up because you encourage each other and you empower each other. Um, rather than, you know, trying to do it all by yourself, you know, out of your own energy, that can get quite exhausting. And that's not really the point of having a new passion, right? You want to share it with people as well. You want to be empowered. You don't want to use all your energy to keep yourself going. I mean, that's no fun, right? That's not really recharging. And yes, learning something new is maybe hard and, you know, there are hard parts and repetition and, you know, getting better. But um, but you don't like the motivation about going to class again or, or taking up practice again. That shouldn't suck all your energy. All right, let's move on to the next point. Second, acquaint yourself with your interest before sharing it with others. <laughs> so this is a funny one. And actually, it's a situation I've been in quite a bit um, because I have a piano in my flat in my living room um, and I have learned the piano um, in the past but I always found it super awkward when someone then said uh, and it's not because of them like but I found it awkward when someone said to me oh play something you know oh do you play the piano and oh yeah just play something you know for me now <laughs> and it's a bit like you're being put on the spot right and um I mean, I, I haven't practiced the piano in years and, you know, sometimes, and I still love it. I love playing for myself every now and then or whatever. But like sometimes we are just in this situation where we, we're just caught, caught off guard, you know, where we just don't know um, how to react and it might discourage us. And let me put it into perspective, you know, we are in new situations as adults regularly right we get that new job or we have a new house or new apartment or have a new baby and you know those type of things and and those are occasions we celebrate with our dear ones we share we're happy for each other and you know being a new parent or navigating that new job might also not be so easy but you know we learn that like in society there are like kind of measures for it and we and we kind of like get eased into it but when you learn a new skill that's more like a passion project and not something like everyone kind of in, in society, like a lot of people go through, I found it easier to not immediately share it with a lot of people like, oh, I have my first piano lesson, you know, next week or I just had my first piano lesson because 
um, you know, your life isn't really changing. This is a hobby you're, you're starting uh, and it, it's a passion and it might become something bigger, surely, but you're just starting, you know. So it's not a new address, not a new job title, but a gradual process where you need to grow into. You know what I mean? So I found it can really kill the buzz of a new interest if you haven't even started yet and someone already tests you. It feels like that, right? And maybe I'm just really touchy on this subject. But if someone said to me, oh, you're doing Spanish class? Well, say something in Spanish. Or, you know, I, oh, you have a piano? Well, play something. You know, like it's an awkward situation and it can feel like you failed before you even started. So in the early days, I'd recommend just, you know, figure it out on your own, keep it quiet, find, you know, acquaint yourself with that new hobby, with that new skill, rather than sharing it with everyone. Uh, I mean, don't keep it a secret, don't sneak around that type of stuff. But like, just, you know, even if people know about it, just be like, you know, let me just acquaint myself a little bit with it till I'm ready to share a little bit. Um, if that that's what makes you more comfortable. So, you know, then you ease that pressure a little bit that you might feel if you're starting something new. But also, um, I also noticed when you tell people that you're doing something, they sometimes also show no interest at all. And that can also be discouraging or disappointing, you know. If you tell a friend, like, oh yeah, I've been, you know, doing this blogger boot camp, uh, and they don't even ask why. <laughs> And they're just like, okay, you know, uh, I've been doing this and that, you know. It's like, you know, they don't even ask you why you're doing a blogger bootcamp. Do you want to start a blog? I mean, that would be the natural next question, right? Or like, why do you, why are you learning Spanish? Or why are you learning French? Or why, you know, like, are you going to travel there? Like, you know, why is that? If people don't show interest, then it doesn't mean that your hobby is the wrong choice, but it just means they're probably very busy in their lives and, and it shouldn't discourage you. So I'm not trying to badmouth your friends or family here. Like, I mean, I've been through all of these kind of emotions and reactions. Um, I just want to make you aware that they could happen and they might catch you off guard. So how to a little bit protect yourself from it so that you still follow that passion. My goal here is that you don't give up on your passion, right? I want you to have that encouragement to follow your passion no matter whether someone shows interest or not or judges you or not or or you failed in your first few lessons or like whatever or feel out of place I want you to succeed so not judging anyone here I'm just saying humans can react because of their personal circumstances and in that moment or situations so don't make this discourage you right okay let's come to the third point um and that's the last point, redefining your identity, including your new interest. So redefining your identity to include your new interest, I think, is very hypothetical, but bear with me for a second. So, okay, you s imagine you start your new hobby. You really see yourself, you know, as someone who, you know, speaks Italian or plays the guitar or um, dances salsa, you know. That's the vision you need to get to when you, when you have a new hobby. That's a passion that's meant to really make a difference in your life. If you get to that kind of vision, then you give your hobby a real place in your life. You're embedding it into your identity. You're including your interest, your new hobby, 
into your identity. And when you do that, like, oh, I'm a guitar player. In my leisure time, I like to play the guitar. Or, you know, in my free time, I like to learn Italian and I travel to Italy frequently, you know? That kind of thing. That really then gives it a life. That makes that hobby something, not just like something you do on a Wednesday evening, you know? Like, But it's something you live a little bit as well, you know? That you really... You, you pick that hobby because it's a passion. So make that passion part of your life. And that raises the quality of your life. And it might impact your future choices too. So you might go to more concerts of piano players or guitar players or like whatever instrument you enjoy, classical music. You might travel to the countries more where you learn the language to practice and to really get to know the cultures. And you might also meet new friends, right, along the way in your lessons or, you know, in your classes or in your virtual communities. So the more passionate you feel, the more you will embed your passion into your life as well. So making it part of your identity, I think, is the weirdest one in terms of being quite abstract and you know you're just starting out you're just thinking like oh i'm interested in french you know like <laughs> and then you're like oh what i meant to travel to france every holiday now no but like if you learn something new and if you're really passionate about it and you really want to dive into it if you make it part of your identity or if you involve it into your life intertwine it in your life and make it part of your thinking as well of other parts of your life and of your choices then, you know, you can set goals um, accordingly and you can grow more and it, it becomes more seamless and it becomes more natural, I guess. Um, so, you know, if your new hobby is playing the piano or playing the guitar, maybe a goal would be, or like any instrument really, uh, a goal could be for the next holidays um, at the family party, you play a few nice songs, you know, and make the others sing along and really make it a thing and make it, maybe it could become a new tradition in your family. Wouldn't that be beautiful and enjoyable for everyone and to share it with everyone? They'd be like, ah, we thought you're just doing like some, you know, basement bouncing around with your guitar there. But like, actually, you know, it sounds quite beautiful. So... That would make it so much more worthwhile, right, in the end. And it could become a real tradition. It would make the long hours and practice you put in so much more worthwhile. And everyone would look forward to it. Um, so that's just kind of like my three key advice pieces on learning a new skill and really living it a little bit, you know, making that passion, you know, part of your life. And a little bonus advice here is, um, this is really personal. I really believe that when you find something you're really passionate about, you really enjoy and you really, you know, enjoy doing um, and you have that growth community and you really made it your own and you're intertwining it with your personal identity, then make sure that you share that passion as well with your children. You know, I think it's so important that us as parents, we really show our kids we are and what we love you know it doesn't mean that they have to now learn the guitar as well or learn Italian as well or whatever but maybe you can involve them maybe you can teach them a few songs or a few words or like whatever it is right or a few moves if it's a sport 
maybe you know make it a family tradition um, to teach them your skill too. Let that passion flow and inspire them. Our kids learn so much from us. Let's teach them to follow their passions, no matter what age they are or situation they're in. And to me, that's what happiness is about. Intertwining life and passions and our close ones. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. For any feedback, thoughts, or if you want to be part of this podcast, submit a question or be a guest on my show, please contact me via the below contact details. Lastly, a quick disclaimer. This podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only, and it's not a replacement for therapy. If you need help, please seek the advice of your doctor or therapist.